Tomlinson. And I'm Kevin Tracy. And I'm Ben Deckert. And welcome to Movie Reel, where we are continuing uh, our Star Wars month and we're finishing it off with Revenge of the Sith. Because uh, what do we do on this podcast, Kevin? We talk about movies, why we like them, why you should like them, and dissect them in the weirdest way possible. And I'm so excited for today. Like, like I've been waiting to talk. Well, I've been waiting to talk about the prequels since last Star Wars month. Oh, um, yeah, 100%. <laughs> and Revenge of the Sith, this is definitely the best of this trilogy. Like, hands down, it is not even a debate. Um, you might, if there's a person out there that prefers Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones, okay, whatever, but yeah, this that, one that, is that's your, the best yeah, that, one. Yeah, that's your prerogative, but yeah, this is probably, like, unanimously, like, um, across the entire, like, Star Wars fandom, like, the best of the prequels. Um, this, yeah, yeah, this definitely, this might be my favorite Star Wars movie. I think when I was watching everything... I, I can see why. I, everything prior to, uh, rise of skywalker and i was like let's be real i think this is your favorite one <laughs> i was trying to like it's not because it's a prequel but it's like no i love it like i love Search it so your much. feelings you know it to be true <laughs> <laughs> but i also gotta say this yeah this movie is also just insanely important all these movies in a in a way are incredibly important in a and not saying that the obviously the originals aren't but like this is what ties it to that. All of these movies are why the next steps are going to happen. And I actually found this uh, like audience review on IMDb that I want to read it because it was, it kind of, it's a long one. So I'm only going to read part of it, but it was, it kind of caught my eye. Um, so this is on IMDb. You can find it on IMDb and it said, um, May 19th, 2005 was not a simple day for fans and fans of the Star Wars. It was a day when all pieces of history fell into place, finally opening a riddle that lasted more than 28 years. People imagined and thought thought out, wrote books and stories, collected facts and made legends and everything for the sake of one saga, which will forever remain in the hearts of its admirers. Probably almost every person leaving that hall could not convey or describe in words what happened during those several hours in the cinema. Joyful, sad, tearful, shocked faces slowly headed for the exit, promising to come back and see this episode again. This is the chapter of history, truly the most intense and the most powerful. It penetrates into the lungs, not allowing to breathe, touching hearts and souls. We are just spectators, but we can experience. And at some point, there's only a doomed sigh, realizing there is no way out. (laughs) Holy crap, right? Power, <laughs> powerful stuff. Holy shit. I mean, this is an insanely... I think that's kind of when I was reading it. I'm like, I didn't think about how... Yeah, this is obviously this is the best of this trilogy, but this is an incredibly important film, and especially for fans, because this is... Why, we said this before. Um, we did not need the sequels, but we needed the prequels, because we needed oh. to understand why... Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker turned to the dark side. Yeah, it it it's a very crucial piece of evidence that we kind of got like minor glimpses of through like some like the novelizations and other stories, like like kind of like what that uh that that review you were reading said of you know all these little bits and pieces were were strewn together. There were comics, there were books, everything was kind of 
uh, collected to try and create the narrative that was kind of hidden in the background. But with these movies existence, it's no longer speculation. It's fact on how the progression of uh, all the events leading up in star Wars created the empire and created the, the Ridge and made like the most profitable uh, movie franchise in the world. And it's, it's kind of amazing at the time. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> MC MCU is, is currently, is currently ranking Supreme on that one, but um, it was Harry Potter, I think. And then, yeah, yeah, it was Harry Potter, I think. And I remember Daniel Radcliffe saying, I'm sure there's going to be some movie that comes out in 10 years that breaks all the records. And the next year Avengers came out. <laughs> so I'm like, yep. <laughs> I didn't have to wait that long for that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, ben out of, you kind of had, you know, obviously you, you and Kevin both grew up with these and where do you yeah. kind of stand on this movie and like its importance and as well as like your nostalgia for it. It's, it w- this one specifically is kind of like a required yes movie for the series yes sort of that's a good way so to that's a, that's a good way to put it it yeah it's like it the series wouldn't fit correctly if you just had one two and then four five and six no <laughs> no yeah which just, just on the number alone but also <laughs> yeah. this is like some of the most crucial yeah. story pieces and everything yeah it yeah and it's yeah, it, this is probably like one of the more like brutal sides that we see of Star Wars. It's a lot more, I want to say visceral well, and a lot this, more. This was the first Star Wars movie with a PG-13 rating. Yeah, that's true. Which is Are so the sequels surprising. PG-13? Um, all of them. Okay. Or out of the first six. Yeah. But that's because PG-13 didn't exist. Yes, right, right. Came out. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Spielberg. This, yeah, this movie is definitely way more edgy than I think um, any other Star Wars film is. Because, I mean, like, Return of the Jedi, you kind of, like, I was watching before this, um, I've talked about it several times, that Dave Filoni uh, analysis of the prequels and the originals of a whole. And um, how he was saying how Return of the Jedi... Luke going to the dark, turning to the dark side is on the table. And he even as a kid understood like that could happen. And I think obviously for me watching him as an adult, I never for a second, I mean, I knew he was not going to turn to the dark side, but I think. Yeah. And there there was actually like a really like subtle nod to that just on his wardrobe alone in that movie, because he's wearing entirely like a black robe. And then when he's like confirmed to like not join the dark side, there's like a, uh, a flap on his uh, suit that shows that it's like white on the inside. So this shows that he was never intending to join the dark side at all, which is like a really subtle clue for the audience. But it's like something that I never really picked up on until I actually like learned about that. Yeah. And, but here it's like, we know this is going to end with Anakin becoming Darth Vader. And prior to watching Revenge of the Sith, I went back and actually watched the very end of Attack of the Clones because I really love the ending of, you know, the club, the clones like marching onto their uh, like ships and and then the wedding happening. And even the wedding, the 
music itself, the swell of it is very intense. Like this is a this beautiful moment and the people are getting married, but there is kind of this sense of like something's about to happen. Like yeah, I- like there's even like even that that moment of like Palpatine and the senators watching um the clones about to like take off. Like there's mm-hmm. kind of this whole I was kind of thinking like no one real other than Palpatine, no one realizes like nothing is everything has changed. Nothing will ever be how it was like a day ago. And it's just kind of yeah. mind blowing to think like it to, to backtrack and to realize like, it, yeah, it, it just progressed so quickly in that movie. Like the, that entire movie is like probably like the span of like less than a week. And it just went from a, com- a, a failed assassination attempt to full blown oh civil God, war and it just it it just happened so fast that <laughs> it's like oh my god what is the timeline for revenge of the sith from beginning of revenge of the sith to uh like the to, i guess the end i guess so so basically so at least a couple of, of at least a couple end. of weeks right um okay so Minor spoilers for Clone yeah. Wars, which I think you finished now. Yeah, yeah. no, I finished, yeah. It's the length of the yeah. siege. Okay, no, 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 I know that. I mean. But yeah, so it was, I think that was only like a day or two. Or a couple of days. Okay. Yeah, because there, there's, there's a couple, there's a couple uh, day to night sequences in, um, in Revenge of the Sith. So, because I remember there's like a couple scenes where like, Anakin and Padme is like, oh, I'm in love with you. It's like, oh, I'm so in love with you. And like that whole to, classic dialogue. And, um, <laughs> We're going to talk about that scene and, for a long time. I have so many things to talk about. Okay, continue. <laughs> oh, goody. <laughs> and then there's like the scene where like, you know, Palpatine, like he wakes or like when Anakin like wakes up from a nightmare. And then there's like another night sequence where like, uh, the confrontation between like Mace Windu and and Palpatine and that whole uh, very pivotal moment, and then yeah, there's there's just been several day to night sequences, and then I think after like after like Order sixty six, he like just chills on Mustafar for I think he, like Padme says like three days. Okay, um, yes, so, so like. Yeah. A week, roughly. It's yeah, a minimum. I guess if that's three days on Moose Car, it's a minimum of three days because there's three or four nights. Okay, um, we'll we'll get into why I'm so curious about this timeline, which I feel like it is very obvious why I'm so curious about this timeline. But uh, let's kind of jump into it. So Obi Wan and Anakin are, um, you know, going to rescue Palpatine and. Does Anakin's voice, does Hayden Christensen's voice sound weird in that scene? He just, his something about the way he's talking sounds really weird and it doesn't happen at any other time in the movie. It's just in this scene where he's like piloting the uh, ship, his ship. It's like, whatever. I I mean, I'm I'm not really remembering okay. his Okay, uh, maybe it's just me. Any, any it just sounded like he was... It's it's probably just due to how it had to be re- the audio. Had oh, to be like recorded. oh, okay, because it just sounded like maybe oh, he. It sounded like almost because like he's, he's holding back an yeah. accent, and he has 
like a little bit of a, he's Canadian. He has a little bit of a Canadian accent, but it it just sounded it just sounded bizarre yeah. to me. Okay, and I was like, I've never noticed this. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't really. Yeah, I don't remember like his accent, like particularly like no, no. Through it's or just this like one. That. Yes, he sounds pretty much American the entire time. It was just, it was just this one. I yeah. didn't even know he was Canadian until I was watching, um, like those kind of behind the scenes interviews of when him and Ewan McGregor were practicing for their uh, fight later, and the way he was talking, I'm like. <laughs> what is this accent? And then I realized, oh, it's Canadian. <laughs> it didn't, cause it didn't say, it wasn't like a cliche. It's very subtle. It wasn't like a hardcore, like yeah. deep North. Yeah. yeah. It's always weird yeah. to hear him like just talking like interviews and stuff. Yeah. Th- 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 that was kind of the similar reaction I had with, um, uh, the actor who plays Rick Grimes in the walking dead. He's just like, you know, like a very American acts, a uh, very American he's, guy. Yeah. Like yeah, like yeah, British, and he's got a right? British accent, and yeah. same with like the governor from that same show. He's also a British actor, and he's playing like, you know, like a, a sub. He's talking with like a southern, a slight sl- southern twang to his to his voice. It's like, yeah. damn, I had no Have idea. You ever heard? I remember I've heard accents where it's like, where where like a yeah British or uh, like Jamie Dornan's like Irish, and I remember hearing like it sounded like his accent was trying so hard to come out. Like English is not a English is a way harder accent and language than people realize and i just find that funny how like whenever i'm i'm like it sounds i'm like i hear the accent like it's 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 very subtle and it's very like it's trying to get out but it's but they're not letting it and it's just this one scene that he just sounds slightly different than he did in the rest of the movie it's not a big deal i was just curious if you guys saw it um but as we have another question so anakin Prior to being a Jedi, obviously he knew how to fly, and kind of knows pretty. He, he's a pilot. He's a pretty good pilot. Uh, well, according to Al, uh, Al Guinness, he was the best star pilot in the but galaxy. But Obi Wan, so as a Jedi, was he and a good just, friend yes. and a cunning warrior? Obi Wan taught because like, Obi Wan doesn't really like flying, so was it or he doesn't like piloting? So he 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 doesn't like Anakin flying. Oh, it's not like he. <laughs> Because it's just like, is no, it just, just that was he just tra- as a Jedi, just kind of taught, like, yeah, you need to know how to, you know, fly your own, like, uh, jet or whatever? Like, is that like a Jedi training thing? Or are, 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 are you basically asking if the Jedi have their own DMV? Because <laughs> that's kind of what it I feels mean, like I mean, I realize that asking. it does sound like, yeah, like, sort of, but sort of, like, yeah, like, is he, are, as Jedi, are you taught how to fly? It's like, all right, younglings, today we're going to learn how to parallel park. <laughs> um, I mean, they kind of just go through like a rigorous um, training everything. on like a very, yeah, kind of just like a wide variety of, of well, topics. But I kind of, it kind of just depends on like who your master is and their area of expertise. Like there's like a couple masters like, oh, like this, this guy is like an expert on like the criminal underground on, on Coruscant. And he just kind of like, bust drug rings and all that he's basically our narco cop um uh jedi and then we got like this guy who's like primarily focuses on like lightsaber combat so that's pretty much what you're going to be doing if you train under him and etc etc so i guess it just kind of depends who your master is and also what your personal preference on what you want to do and and it can just really like flying ever since he was like a slave and doing pod racing. He was just something that he was just naturally good at. And it was drawn to. 
Well, it's the the Jedi also had most of them had um start their own starfighters. Yes, because they, they had the, the, the Jedi starfighters. The Delta, yeah. Well, it's the Delta Seven is what they used in Attack of the Clones, and those had been in service with the Jedi. Yeah, for and then didn't because yeah. there wasn't a war going on, so those were just what they used as their transport. Yeah, with the the hyperspace like ring on them. Yeah, and yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they get like repurposed into the the Tie Fighters because they still had they had the same kind of like paneled wing flaps that had the same kind of panel design as Tie Fighters, and they had the same cockpit These, window. Like, did they use like the same kind of dis- that? Those were the the those were the Ada twos that they used in Revenge of the Sith. Those were okay, a newer yeah, because like I I remember seeing that as like isn't that like the precursor for like the like Tie Fighter design because it's like. That's what yeah. they were going for. Was it looked like a Tie Fighter? That's if you want through a lot of the prequels and spe- specifically Clone Wars, the Republic's design and everything starts trending more and more towards yeah, the which Empire. is very evident with the Phase Two uh, clone armor because they get like the two, yeah. um, they get the little yeah, I, yeah. I bottom. almost said like the like the cleft like uh uh helmet yeah whatever yeah it, it's just kind of weird how subtly it changes and it's like before you even realize that it does it it just snap of the finger it's like well we're an empire now it's like and everyone's cool with this okay we'll get into that later <laughs> yeah oh all right um cool um, uh, yeah i know i was just curious <laughs> um so I, I kind of just, I, I love this scene because, you know, Anakin and Obi-Wan are just complete opposites. And I think this movie does a really, it's just so interesting how their relationship, Obi-Wan and Anakin's relationship changed so much in the span of like 13 years because, um, you know, Obi-Wan had really no opinion of Anakin in the first one. He kind of just, like to quote Dave Filoni, he just kind of thought he was like, what's the point of him like we don't need him we have other stuff to do um he wasn't looking at the big picture and then in the second one it is like a father-son relationship and they like they're arguing all the time and they there's clearly it's you know because obi-wan doesn't fully trust anakin not as not the same way like mace windu but just you know kind of like a father to a teenage son in a sense is much very much their relationship and here they are truly brothers like obi-wan loves Anakin so much and has so much respect for him and so much like trust in him. Like he can't imagine he, he cannot, does not foresee all the things that like, like Yoda definitely is picking yeah. up on. You'll, you'll never betray me. <laughs> right. Anakin. Uh, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but also like, they also just bicker like brother. Like, it's so funny. Like, and I just think it's so Obi-Wan just like loves him so much and it's so evident in this movie and up way way before like he says to Anakin like you were my brother I loved you I love just like when they're in they they crash land uh onto the um you know the separatist like fleet because they're trying to go rescue Palpatine and when they're stuck in the elevator and R2 is trying to like get the elevator moving and He's like, what's going? Oh, and he's like, what's going on? Oh, uh, you know, R two. Oh, yeah. And he's like, don't, don't judge R two. What? No, he, like they're just fine. It's just, it's so funny. <laughs> like I actually went back. I actually went back. He's like, I yeah, it's like R two's trying. Like, just, <laughs> it's, it's so funny and it's so sweet. And then obviously Anakin 
reciprocates as I mean any as any normal Jedi, any normal person would of him carrying him on his back. And have you guys? Yeah. Have you, I'll let you know. I know. Can't ask if you've seen it. Of course, you've seen it. I watch it maybe once a week. I watch maybe not once a week. I watch it all the time. The um, person a couple years ago that took uh, scenes from the prequels and overlaid the Drake and Josh theme. I know you've seen it. Like yes, I was about to ask you, what a dumb question. Times. We were both, I think, both watched it when it went on when it went viral, and I watched it all the time because it's so funny and it's so well done. So hats off to the person that did it. Um, but it's like true; they are one hundred percent brothers by this stage of uh, the franchise, and then it all unfortunately does not stay. Yeah it 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 fractures um like pretty hard. Um, there there was actually like a really fun uh thing that uh I'm not sure if you picked up on this Sam is um during the Clone Wars TV show. Um, there are several moments in the, the show where uh, Grievous and Anakin don't actually meet face to face. And in this movie, first of all, this movie was like his like first like big screen appearance. He had shown up prior to this in like the uh, 2003 Clone Wars TV show, which is currently on Disney Plus now. What? In the vintage collection, which. Yeah, no longer canon. Longer canon. And it's such a bummer because that it was such a downgrade for, I'm going to say it, it was a downgrade for, for Grievous. Yeah. Such a downgrade for if, Grievous. If you've seen the 2003 Star Wars Clone Wars and seen, and remember the first appearance of Grievous, you remember thinking, holy shit, this guy's a, he was actually terrifying. He wasn't yeah, just he a wasn't, droid with that. Yeah. He wasn't Dr. Claw from, from inspector gadget with, with a lightsaber. He was terrifying. He, he, I remember him fighting like five Jedi at once and he didn't even pull out a lightsaber and he already yeah, killed Grievous three of them already. is like, such a shit. major character yeah, it, uh, it, in, in the Clone Wars that I, I kind of like almost, yeah, I'm, I'm like, oh yeah, he's not in Attack of the Clones. And I, when he said like, Anakin, like Skywalker, you're this, like whatever. And I'm like, wait, they've never met? I... Even Ahsoka met him. Even Ahsoka yeah, fought. Yeah, in the in the in the Clone Wars, they they had to keep that. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. There's there's so many scenes in Clone Wars where like they just or they're each fighting other, each other or... like starfighter to starfighter, like they but they never meet face to face. And Dave Filoni, for the sake of keeping that one line of dialogue to make sense, purposely made it yes. so that they never meet. And it was such a meticulous and stressful process because there's so many missions where they're like they're bound to meet i mean they hats never off actually to officially Dave meet face to that. face and there's a lot of nods yeah and there's oh really and a lot of that That's... comes from just it okay painted grievous as is he's he'd rather run from a fright yeah. fight than fight it to the end happened yeah. a lot um that's so it's like he just run from a yeah and or whatever, there was actually a really funny anything. line of dialogue when when in, in the movie when like they like actually meet and it's like i was expecting someone of your reputation to be a much much older and then anakin who's really only gotten a description of grievous from uh obi-wan and ahsoka and he's like ahsoka. remembering what ahsoka's told him after meeting Grievous multiple times, like you're shorter than I expected because 
whenever Ahsoka would meet him, she is a lot shorter than Grievous. So she, so Anakin's probably expecting Grievous to be like a giant cyborg. It's like, oh, yeah, I fought, I fought bigger. You're, you're not that tall. And I think that's just such a fun kind of unintentional Easter egg uh, based off of what we know from Clone Wars. And there's, there's a couple moments like that in, in the, the show and in the movie, like um, when Grievous first meets obi-wan the first thing he says to him he jumps off of a platform right in front of him and says hello there um and then obi-wan does the I, exact yeah, same thing like, in this movie never met like i couldn't i was like that's that kind of blew my mind but it doesn't surprise me that um dave filoni set it up specifically to make sure that that line makes sense um but <laughs> also apparently so the grievous has this cough and apparently, you know, it's George Lucas's cough, I think. But why Why would they... Okay, I get like, oh, it's George Lucas's cough. But why <laughs> yeah. would they design... Yes. He's a... He's not a droid. He's a... He's a, he's cyborg. a cyborg. But he has like... And we find it later. He has like a heart. And like, what, what was the point? I was just like, why would they so, be made to have a cough? Uh, Okay, so in the old 2003 Clone Wars, he was, you know, a, a cyborg for various purposes that I'm not even sure are canon anymore, so I'm well, not going to get yeah. into it. But the reason why he Some has a cough... and they're in Clone Wars. Okay, but the, the reason why he has a cough in that, because when he's first introduced, he's just an unstoppable killing machine. He doesn't have a cough. He doesn't have, like, a like a crazy, like, hunch or, or anything like that. Um, the reason why he has a cough is when he kidnaps the Chancellor, uh, Mace Windu in- intervenes at like the last second to try and stop him. And he uses the force to crush his torso. And it like compresses all of like the metallic parts around what's remaining of his organs. And that starts his like insane coughing fit from then on. Um, but in new canon, it's just... Um, it was always a I thing. I guess, like, it was, yeah, it was just always because a thing. Since, there's scenes in yeah. Clone Wars that would have been prior to that scene. That would have been before that scene in the 2003 show mm-hmm. that he has, he's had the cough. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think it was just always kind of like a but present again, it's thing because Clone since Wars was a kid show and it was funny. Yeah. So, um, when <laughs> we got to, so obviously we got to talk about a very important fight scene that happens right in the beginning. Uh, Anakin and Obi Wan versus Dooku, and Palpatine's just sitting. Uh, wait, I thought I thought we were talking about like the real fight in the beginning of the movie. R two versus the Buzz Droids to avenge his fallen oh! friend R four. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the classic battle between good and evil to fight for the honor of your fallen brethren. Taken away. <laughs> No, that was oh, pretty much okay. it. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> I just find it funny. I actually, I was watching and I was like, R2 is savage. And I love it. But I realized the only other droid that I think in, in Star Wars that I've seen, at least, that I think is maybe more savage is Chopper. Chopper, yes. Like, literally. Yep. I knew you were saying Chopper may be the only droid with a higher kill count than But R2. not even the Which is saying something because R2 just jettisoned an entire star destroyer into space through an airlock once but it's not even the kill count it's the fact that i remember it was like when 
they used another droid, they reprogrammed another droid, and they're like, oh, let's just keep him, we'll have another droid. And Chopper pushes him overboard. Pushes him off the airlock. um, (laughs) And he's just like, ah, ha, ha. And it's like, what the hell, Chopper? Like, I mean, R2 wouldn't even go that far. He wouldn't just, like... I mean, R2 did the same thing to the, I don't remember, to, I think it was R7. Yeah, oh, that was R- No, I thought yeah, that was Goldie. R3. No, it would have been a newer I mean, model. oh yeah. I thought, I'm pretty sure they said so R3. So it would have had to have been an R7. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, that one had it coming because it was, was a separatist traitor. Goldie was an a-hole. Yeah. Oh, and uh, fun fact, uh, Chopper was actually voiced by Dave Filoni. <laughs> that's cool. Spoilers yeah. if you yeah. haven't finished. I mean, that's Rebels. not really a spoiler. You just haven't or Rebels. met Chopper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, no, wait, and also, yeah, Chopper's um, Rebels. <laughs> yeah, and also, um, Dave Filoni voiced the bounty hunter Embo, and yeah. his, and the the weird thing about his language, he created a language. It's just him reading. Is what uh, like one of his like animators came in with like his son, and like I guess they're like French or something. So he came in with like this like French book of the Smurfs. And Dave Filoni was like kind of like chilling with the kid and was like trying to like cheer him up and make him laugh. So he's just reading the Smurfs in French just horribly because he doesn't speak French. So he's just making it up. And that's the basis for Embo's language. It's yeah. just Dave Filoni reading the Smurfs French in a very that's, comical manner. That's that's Embo's language that's and voice. <laughs> that's great. Yep. A little, little fun fact for you. So anyway, Dooku and uh, shows up. And uh, that whole fight happens. Take it so, away, Sam. Obi Wan gets hurt like immediately and just out uh, out cold. And Palpatine's just sitting there. His he's just like handcuffed. It seems okay. This is actually this pissed me off. So they kidnap the Chancellor, and obviously we know Palpatine is kind of like a uh, the Disney Channel original movie, uh, Phantom of the Megaplex, where the manager keeps getting kidnapped, and then we find out he's the bad guy, which meant he kidnapped himself. So. basically we know that palpatine orchestrated all of this so anakin would kill dooku and blah 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 but is they are just floating above coruscant and so it's like from the set from the pretend pretend for a second that you know palpatine isn't sidious this is a really stupid plan on the separatist part just to be like oh We'll just hang out here and give the Jedi a chance to rescue him. Well, I think well, it's they got they were stuck in the battle with the yeah. entire Republic. Oh, Navy. yeah, they physically couldn't leave because if they jumped into hyperspace, they basically would have. They uh, had no like, exit route. Yeah, they had no. They basically they were getting like a bl- blind jump. Yeah, they they were constantly getting blunked by Republic cruisers. There was no way that they could actually safely leave with their hostage intact or themselves intact. Because, yeah, that that ship carried two exclusively high-value VIPs for the Separatists that basically led the entire army, plus the leader of the the Galactic Senate. So it's like, okay, we got like... Yeah, that was a bad call on the Separatist part. Yeah, if that ship... Both their leaders on one ship. Yeah, if, if that ship, like, accidentally, like, blew up, like, if a Republic cruiser just, like, shot the reactor and blew the whole thing up... The, there would be no civil war. There would be no empire. <laughs> the war would essentially, in a in a very effect, be over. And I was like, that is kind of crazy to think about that they literally put all their eggs in one basket. And I never understood why they did that. 
because well, well, like Dooku, was, that was their that was their their flagship of their fleet. Yeah, I know, but I mean, it's like it wasn't still. even as big as the Malevolence. Like, what what the hell, man? <laughs> you know, but um, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, but it was just yeah. But it, honestly, I felt like Dooku was like. I know we said this before, but Christopher Lee was wasted on these yeah. movies. He had nothing. He he was in the movies for like a collective like thirty minutes between both movies. Yeah. He was in this in this movie for three minutes. Yeah, it was. But I was kind of was bummed. He was filming. Um, uh, oh my hours, god! I have to say at this time. Yeah, we um, will forgive you for that. <laughs> so he all of his films for this movie were filmed in a green screen in Australia. I can so, believe that. Um. Yeah, and yeah, Anakin was, yeah. and Obi Wan are fighting. Uh, no, Obi Wan. Sorry, Anakin and Dooku are fighting, and he basically has he has Dooku. Here it is. Cuts off both of his hands. Just puts you know both blades like to his neck, and and Palpatine is just like you know, good Anakin, very good, kill him. And it's just like why? I mean, again, aside from the fact that he is Sidious. Does wouldn't he be like that's weird? Why would I mean? I get that the that Palpatine probably doesn't really care for this guy who kidnapped him, but like it just seemed insanely hostile for um for for this like political figure to be like, oh yeah, just just kill him, just do it. It's like I mean that's still you don't have say over what the Jedi do, and then we get to we it just seemed that, that just seemed true. like wouldn't he be like damn palpatine's bloodthirsty like um but then we get to i mean yeah one of i think aside from i have the high ground i think maybe the other greatest line in this movie do it (laughs) and it's like his voice i was waiting to see if you were doing i was gonna wait for you (laughs) but like his voice just gets so deep and like Palpatine makes these hilarious faces when he gets like extra evil as the movie goes on. Have you guys? <laughs> did you guys notice that? Yes. When during the lightsaber fight with Mace Windu, yes. it's my favorite. <laughs> He's like losing his mind. It's like, oh my god, Palpatine. He is actually insane. Probably. Um, um, yeah, but uh, yeah. There's there's like a couple. Yeah. There's. I love the prequels because of the. Um, like insane amount of like meme material that has come out of these over the past few years like <laughs> the like even prior to this scene we get like another like very popular line in the in the prequel meme uh uh community is uh this is where the fun begins when they're uh starting their attack run on grievous's ship it's like that's like the first line more or less but yeah. i find it um y- yeah and it's it's <laughs> it's just it's just ridiculous like throughout like you're watching him make these weird movements with his mouth and and do i did you guys see there was this meme of like yeah i it was like a clone saying like i course we wish that the prequels had better writing but then we wouldn't have the memes (laughs) um my duty sir but then um you know uh anakin ends up pretty much beheading dooku and then immediately is like regretting it like i shouldn't have done that that's not the jedi way and and he and even during the fight dooku's saying like you're angry you're you're hateful but you're not using it and it's just it's like i sense great fear in you skywalker you have hate you have fear 
but you don't use it. And then he just goes ham and just cuts his hands off. It's like, holy shit, you may have, probably shouldn't have egged the guy who was trying to kill you all. And on. so... Uh, yeah. Well, there was originally much more dialogue yes, that was and, supposed and to I, in that scene. Sam, I think you sent a screenshot so of, of that uh, a couple ben of days ago. Ben had said this last time. Um, I mm-hmm. don't... I, I don't remember if they got cut out or not. I like, but um, again, there was there was a lot of things that I had to trim down. Um, but Ben Ben had said how supposedly uh, Anakin Anakin's turn to the dark side was actually a little more scripted than we thought because supposedly uh, Dooku, you know, hired or paid off the Tusken Raiders to kidnap his mother, which you know, obviously they're going to kill her, which will likely set you know anakin on like you know revenge mode and we were kind of just like holy crap like that's insane that changes so much and but then you like you said you had no idea where that came from and i guess that was i guess i found an IMDb yeah, I refer- it, like, and i guess it was just it was something that was going to be mentioned which i'm kind of that's really interesting and that's a really interesting i like that I, I'm, I like that idea but i agree that that would have come off totally random it, it, in dialogue at least um well i mean it, it, it's no more random yeah. than the dialogue that's left in there it's like it's something natural you want revenge he cut off your hand you cut off his and remember what you told me about your mother and the sand people it would have been just hear like a faint like tuscan raider like shriek in the background it's like yeah but it just it just seems yeah, like exactly. sort of the hand thing i mean i don't know i'm i guess i think i just can't picture it as decent dialogue like smooth smoothly said dialogue to i think kind of just what we have is fine and so this movie definitely has some obviously has some issues with dialogue and some like small issues with story um it's definitely of course it's still not like as like perfect as like the originals are but this is definitely in terms of it's yes step step in the right right direction direction. but also these errors are near not nearly as frustrating as or yeah or relevant as they are in um the previous movies but yeah he's immediately filled with so much like regret for killing dooku like he know he knows he shouldn't have done that and and i thought it was just why i understand that he and palpatine are friends but that's the other thing is they talk like the jedi don't like how anakin is friends with palpatine and he we only see them interact just in we interact once in attack of the clones and then they're like hanging out a bunch in this movie yeah it i, I really feel like they should have kind of a showcased little bit that like more. yeah uh, yeah i mean they do showcase that a fair amount in this movie to kind of to show like palpatine kind of like sowing the seeds like mistrust towards the jedi and, and anakin which I think it's done mm-hmm. very yeah. well in this movie. Like, I, I feel like those are some like the best scenes of just like him's like, Oh, I'd be surprised if they don't pick you for this campaign. And then, you know, lo and behold, they don't pick him because he's clearly not the best candidate, but he's just stroking his ego enough to like make him think that it's like, clearly I'm the best choice. I'm the best writer and I'm yeah. the best pilot. Let's do this. They should make me master. And just, it just keeps building up through the, like those like micro conversations. And then we get like the scene of like, him telling him like the the tragedy of Darth Plague is the wise and and like it, there's just so many scenes of just them having like these like 
brief bits of dialogue and it's just continuous like building of like trust between themselves and uh building a rift between uh anakin and like the rest of the jedi even even obi-wan like they're like dude what's going on with you i feel There's like something i want to uh, yeah i want to i want to want to revisit that when because i thought um his and so when actually right after um he frees palpatine and you know they're like okay we gotta go and palpatine's like oh no anakin just leave him it's like are you sh- like no, he's not gonna leave him like and also and i this is my other thing like he is setting this entire operation is to get anakin to kill dooku and i'm assuming it's kind of like well if he doesn't kill dooku maybe he's not the apprentice he thinks he wants or he would just have to find another way to make him realize no this is who you are well i i feel like it would kind of be a win-win for for palpatine either way it's like either dooku gets killed and anakin slowly kind of turns to the dark side or dooku kills anakin further like placing my loyalty in okay him, or or something like that like either way like palpatine's getting out of us an apprentice okay. out of this deal but when he says um, like so yeah i, I, I think when it was he says just, like yeah. you know like leave him like leave obi-wan is there's no time it's like um and i just think like first of all wouldn't he be like what the fuck like why is he so like he wants me to kill I, okay he, he wants me to kill his captor but now he's like telling me, "Hey, leave, leave the, this person. Is probably this person other than Padme that means more to him in his life." Like, and I think also right in this moment, this is kind of when Palpatine realizes like the only real thing now standing in his way is Obi Wan, because Obi Wan, yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah, because in, in in this movie, like. Because like Ahsoka wasn't like a thing at this point, but she's also not um, here. The, the during only like any of this. Yeah. No, she she yeah she's in the timeline now. She is dur- on Mandalore during the, yeah. the the siege with uh with Rex and uh that that detachment yeah. of clones. Um, but in in the movie as of now, like the only people he cares about are Padme, uh, Obi Wan, and R two. And I guess to an extent, uh, three PO because like he built him, like that's like a remainder of like what was left of his childhood. Um, But yeah, like those are like the only people he cares about. If you mess with them in any way, he's gonna go out uh, out of his way to protect them. So that's why he was like, no, if if he dies, then so do we. Like his fate is gonna be the same as ours. And I love this next scene Um, because he's carrying Obi Wan on his back. They. The ship then, uh, like downturns, and they're like struggling to climb into like the elevator shaft. And they're then like it's on its side, and they're just running. And Palpatine's run is very like he's. Try- <laughs> I find his run a little funny. He was just like still trying to maintain his composure, but also he's running. And Anakin's like holding another human, and yeah. then the ship turns again, yeah. <laughs> and now they're like holding on to like the um, was it like the elevator? The cable, the, like cables, and like yeah, just like some, and, uh, some like and loose wires. Palpatine's clinging onto his boots, and Obi Wan then just wakes up and is like ah, it's like gripping Anakin. I just this whole sequence, it's like, it's it's like the, it's like I will say like a funnier version of like Han and Luke uh, 
you know, breaking onto this, breaking into the Star Destroyer, like the trash compactor. Like it's that scene of this is intense, but this is uh, this, that, that, that's oh, okay, Death this Star. is intense, but this is really funny also. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I also kind of want to point out why did the clones like cripple the ship that badly? They know the <laughs> chancellor's on that ship. You, yes. They almost made the ship that has their basically their president on they almost had a crash into their planet it's like what are you doing just stop love... shooting just cripple the I ship don't destroy when it when they're like they're first getting into the elevator shaft and they're just like falling into it it's just it's so ridiculous and but that's i mean it's just you know gravity um <laughs> it's just funny but um they end up you know obviously dealing with Grievous, all that. They then crash land on Naboo and uh, they... Coruscant. Coruscant. What? Coruscant. Sorry. Coruscant. Coruscant. I'm sorry. <laughs> they crash land on Coruscant and Obi-Wan goes... Another happy Nuh. landing. Obi-Wan... So in the Clone Wars, yep. he makes a, a ton of jokes just in his dialogue. But I feel like you and McGregor, Obi-Wan... His jokes, the way he says them, it's like he's looking around like, is anyone going to laugh? Like, that's the general vibe I get. And I realize Clone Wars Obi-Wan comes off to me more like Agent K in Men in Black. He's saying these jokes for his own, more his own amusement. Whereas this Obi-Wan, he's definitely saying it for his own amusement, but there's definitely like a sense of like, he wants somebody to laugh or respond to his joke. I, 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 like. I kind of understand what you're saying. I don't fully agree with the Agent K analysis. Well, just of how he, like Tommy Lee... how he delivers these jokes and he's just saying a joke, whether he's just, the, his delivery is very much just, he's not waiting for a response. Whereas this Obi-Wan. Uh, is, yeah, okay. That's what I mean. Okay, okay. I, I, I kind of see that. It's like, it's like, it's like two very different like styles yeah. of comedy. <laughs> I, yeah, like... I know. <laughs> Um, it's like yeah. one's like dry as a bone and funny, and this one's like a little bit more like snarky. It's like, uh, okay. So when you know they're on Coruscant, and now why is Grievous the like until Grievous is found, the war is going to continue? Because he's the leader of the droid armor. He's with, the with leader of the droid Dooku army. Dooku was like basically like the head of the army. Well, actually, no. He's Dooku the was clinker. the head of the Separatist Senate. Yeah. And and Grievous was in charge of the droid army. So with they, they basically like killed like their like Speaker of the House. They basically killed the, the Speaker of the House for the Separatist uh, Alliance. But their head general and leader of the entire army is still out and about and and at large. No one's really directly running the senate now so there's a little bit um uh there's a little bit of like disorganization on their part but the overall military presence is still very much active so therefore the war will still go on so grievous's death really wouldn't have changed anything okay other than it's like you know hey what what yeah well it's grievous is taking out grievous is more of a symbolic thing it's like, look, we took yeah, out the leader. It, it would have been Audi. cutting the head off the snake, effectively. Because, I mean, as we've seen of yeah. the battle droids in, in the movies, they kind of get, like, a personality upgrade and are a little bit more, like, chatty. Like, in this one, like, there's, like, a couple moments where, like, the droids are like, 
you know, like, oh, you stupid astromech, and they're like, they're kicking R2 and all that. And just like, oh, excuse me, pardon me. Like, they're, they're a little bit more vocal, but it seems like with that personality upgrade, they were like a little bit, I guess, less uh, intimidating than they were in, um, in Phantom Menace, like they're like yes. all marching in complete unison, not saying a word, but when they're marching on the Gungans, like that, that's a great shot. I don't care what you say. Well, it's like even in canon, there's yeah, yeah, for why like I, the difference there is in episode one, they were all controlled by a central computer, whereas in episode two and three, yeah, they independent thinking, more free will, and then they so all say right. Roger, Roger, all at the yeah. same time. <laughs> It's like, oh, he's one of the old yes. B1 models, not like us independent thinkers. Roger, 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 Roger. So um, <laughs> uh, when they're, they're back on Coruscant and Jar Jar just does, he's just there. He has no dialogue in this movie at all. And um, <laughs> everyone's favorite version of Jar Jar, the one that doesn't talk. And yes. Bail, do you guys wish Bail Organa was more a little? He's he's the most relevant in this movie. He's in Attack of the Clones a little bit. Do you guys think he should have been in it a little more, or just he's in it a right amount? Uh, originally, he was. There were several deleted oh. scenes uh, from Revenge of the Sith. Uh, one of them had there's yeah, there's a lot a ton of two deleted scenes were of the death of the same person. Uh, Jedi Master Shock T, who Which has, I think, on record, she's the the red uh, uh, Jedi that looks. It's the same species as. Ahsoka. Oh, she the one that was like works on Camino. Yeah. Um, Togruta. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and but this was before okay. she was. She worked on. Yeah. She was supposed uh, to work on. Yeah. Camino. Originally, she was. She, yeah. So originally, she was, she was like tasked to um protecting Palpatine uh, during the invasion before he got kidnapped. And then, you know, she died and like, it was a whole thing, but I think canonically or like at one point she had the highest number of deaths in the star Wars franchise. Cause she's died. Like, I want to say like five or six times now. So like a soap opera, she just keeps dying and then turns out she's alive. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like she dies and then it gets retconned and she's alive and then she dies again <laughs> immediately. She she's died like I remember she dies like twice in the deleted scenes in this movie, uh, once in the Clone Wars, once in Clone Wars again because of you know Order sixty six, um, like I think once in a uh, a comic or a book and then once in the the force unleashed where you have to assassinate her is yourself. she the one it's like holy there shit. was like a deleted yeah. scene or a concept or whatever that anakin kills her in the jedi temple or something okay yes. yeah that yeah there was a concept of that and then there was a deleted scene where like when anakin and obi-wan are like infiltrating grievous's ship grievous just executes her oh right my in God. Front of okay them. <laughs> yeah it's like very brutal yeah, execute, um, and captured her earlier. But yeah, the, they're back to like um, Bail Organa. There were several. Yeah, Bail Organa. Basil <laughs> I, was like, I thought I was hoping you wouldn't do it. <laughs> um, yeah, there were several deleted scenes where like him, uh, Mon Mothma, and um, Padme, as well as a few other senators, are kind of talking about like the general state of the Republic and kind of form like the basis of um, the rebellion. Yeah, that's holy yeah. crap. So, well, it's Mon Mothma got 
short end of the stick in this movie. She had a ton of scenes. That yeah, were and it's the same time. actress who played Mon Mothma in Rogue One. She looks like almost exactly like um, the actress who played Mon Mothma in Return of the Jedi. The resemblance is uncanny. They had yeah fantastic job casting that actress. I forget her name. I'm surprised they um, didn't uh, release ever release like an extended version. Uh, you would have to just find the uh, various scenes. Uh, scenes on yeah they're all on youtube yeah yeah so it's not it's not like they're hard to find i'm yeah it's i yeah, yeah. they were all okay. on the dvd and blu-ray versions um i have most of because them because bale is obviously i mean like we don't do we know he's gonna be the one that's gonna raise leia i mean we know he's from alderaan right well, she but was we just leia know his Organa. name well yeah no i know i'm just like yeah. so it's not a that's not the because I, I was like wondering, I'm like, do we assume that, no, or do we know you've that? Never met Bale in the original trilogy. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I know, I know that. I mean, yeah. um, just like because obviously they are making him more present because he's going to raise yeah. Leia. Um, but I do, I mean, he's only in it again, oh, it's a little bit, but I do genuinely, I genuinely like his character, and in, in Clone Wars, he's there a lot, and I, yeah. I just, I, I like his. And he's in, he's briefly in Rogue One. Yeah. Um, yeah, and a little bit, in which I thought yeah. was great. Yeah, I, I I thought that was great that they they cast him. They they brought Jimmy Smith back for that scene. That's it, was like, it yeah. wouldn't it wouldn't have been it wouldn't it wouldn't have been the same if they just had a look alike actor for that scene. That scene where he like says he was like the right age to do it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When absolutely. he says, "I gotta go back to Alderaan," and my sister and I are like, "Uh, <laughs> maybe Ooh. don't." Um, hey, maybe you should take a vacation. Yeah. Go to Naboo. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But uh, Anakin and Padme are finally reunited. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, book your Star Tours flight today for your vacation. <laughs> um, Anakin and Padme are, Gotta bring it back to this are, are finally <laughs> reunited. And I have to say this. I know a lot of the reason why people didn't like Attack of the Clones was because of, you know, the dialogue and they thought the romance was a little cringy. And I still think it kind of... I said a, a, several times in the last two episodes about how they are kind of living out this romance novel and Padme in this still seems to very much be kind of the, like the weeping wife of the, the hero in it's like, it's like really cemented in this, but I got to say, I do genuinely really love them as a couple. I think Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman, like I fully believe that they are in love. Like I think they do a great job with that. Um, their dialogue might be cringy and a lot of it might be a little over dramatic, but they have fully convinced me that they are really in love and they're willing to risk everything to be together. Um, yeah. And this is why I was asking about the timeline because she, so she's wearing this like long, like large like, cloak thing, assumingly because she's about to tell him she's pregnant and probably doesn't want him to see her stomach before she says anything because that would be overwhelming and like and holy like holy crap and um she how pregnant is she because yeah she doesn't really go into labor she's dying and delivers the babies and they're probably a little premature but they are clearly well enough that they're able to be you know just oh yeah go take them Go go hide him, like. So I'm just curious, how pregnant is she? How, like, what? But all, um, but all, like. Well, since you go, just. 
Well, since the span of this movie is a, about a week. Five days. Uh, she, yeah, she she's about ready to pop. So but nine she months. doesn't look that for twin carrying twins. She does not look as pregnant. And the scene, one of the last scenes we see her in when she's with Anakin on Mustafar, she looks the least pregnant in that scene. And I'm like, she's about to give birth. Really? Like she looks like a few months in. I don't know. I've never been uh, pregnant, yeah. but like neither have I so I'm not an expert on this (laughs) but what so this is my other thing is that we talked a little bit about like how they're together they've been married by this point for three years and it it does not surprise me that she's pregnant because you got to assume whenever he's back on Coruscant or he's on meditative leave or whatever it's probably pound town with those two like (laughs) Jesus Christ! I'm told some of my friends that, and they're like, "I thought this was going to be useful, or like actually important." I mean, you're not wrong, but (laughs) yeah, I'm not wrong at all. Oh my god! (laughs) I didn't say anything that bad, jeez. I was not expecting that, is all. (laughs) But, But, um, really, how much time were they actually together? Because he's probably gone for weeks or months at a time. In the span of three years. I mean... Like, I'm... Well, I mean, he even says that, like, oh, I can't believe it's been so long. Yeah. I, I, if it hadn't been for the attack on Coruscant, I, I, we'd probably still be in the Outer Room sieges. Because yeah. he was originally going to go to yeah. Mandalore with Ahsoka Mandalore. For, for, for that. But then Grievous attacked. Um, so, I... I, and he really seemed to have no idea for like the entirety of her her pregnancy. So I guess most of that, like holy guess crap, most of her pregnancy. Yeah. So like oh, at least nine months, I guess. And I remember I yeah. Unless she unless she unless she hid it from him like in the beginning, but I feel like he would have sensed. It, I also I was like like sensed yeah, like, but also he picks her up and like swings her around and hugs her. It's like wouldn't you feel that <laughs> her stomach? Uh, I, I, I guess the excuse is he's used to her wearing crazy fashion. I guess Maybe. the bulge her belly was just a fashion statement because of the various weird costumes that she has worn over the <laughs> over the events yeah. of these movies. Uh, very very eccentric dresses. I just remember her her dress from Naboo, like that red one with like that huge like arch hairdo uh, that she had. Iconic one. Yeah, the the iconic one. <laughs> And it had like those like orange bubbles like along like the the hem of her dress at like the bottom. Maybe it was a, a homage to that. That's why there's like a bulge in her belly. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Um, but Anakin obviously she says like she's pregnant, and he's very like. I'm just so curious. Did they like? And oh, and shit. she's like, "What are we gonna do?" And it's like I remember I saying to you like, "So everyone just knows she's pregnant, but they obviously don't know she's married to Anakin." So. Do they think she's like? What do people think? I'm just one so night curious. stand like, gone wrong. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god! But he's like, what, do you have a better idea? Because I don't. <laughs> no, I was just like, do is it? I'm just so curious. And like, she's in a relationship that she's just not talking about. Like, I, which obviously is the case. But um, anyway, um, he's clearly really like shocked and like holy crap and like have they i can't believe they've never had this discussion and and um he doesn't seem to care as much about 
being a, obviously being a father. It's all about Padme. Everything in this movie is about, it all comes back to Padme. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is like, and I, we got to get jumped to, I think my, my, one of my favorite oh. scenes, cause it's so stupid. Oh, oh hold up. Right, right Wait. before we get to that, we, um, we get a scene of, um, Grievous going to Optipa and oh, he, yeah. like runs, he runs by like all like the various like, uh, separatist leaders that are, that have gathered there. Um, and before I kind of get into it, I want to point out when, um, the, uh, when Anakin and Obi-Wan and like the chancellor, like uh, first arrive on, on Coruscant and like, there's like that various like entourage of like senators and other like political members. There is one member there who is a, like uh, he's a core and he's like the, the squid face guy is like wearing, wearing like a very like, I, I like easily identifiable like piece of clothing and then when Grievous is like running through, like by like all the senators and all like the various um, separatist leaders, there's the same Corrin wearing the exact same clothes. Like, I guess this is just a reused costume, but I thought that was hilarious that it's just the exact same guy. Unless, unless he's like wearing like I, the identical clothing, but it's just like you, you double. Well, it's, that's their senatorial yeah. garb or whatever. I guess, but it was just, I thought that was really funny. But the the, the real reason is they made yeah. one prop yeah, for the it, movie I, I figured it was a, a, a thing like that, but it's just like, I want to know this guy's story. Make <laughs> him a movie, Disney. <laughs> um, and then uh, Grievous talks to um, Lord Sidious and it's like, it's like, oh, like, uh, Dooku's loss was a necessary sacrifice. The end of the war is near and uh, soon I'm going to have like a much stronger and younger apprentice. So, you know, Move the uh move the separatist leaders to Mustafar. They'll be safe there, and then we we go to your your scene, Sam. So take it away. So, oh my God, I know this like Anakin is like just watching Padme brush her hair on the balcony. Which first of all, I her hair in this I think is hilarious. It's super curly. It's like eighties curls. Like it's really big and curly. And she's got this thing in her hair that looks kind of like I know it's hard, but it looks like because of her hair, it looks like she's like in a scrunchie or something. I know that's not what it is, but and her she's wearing a nightgown that has like beads off like the shoulder and she sleeps in that. And it's like that wouldn't would that be comfortable? I can't imagine that it would. But anyway, she's brushing her hair, which is another thing. Like if she's brushing her hair with those curls they would uncurl. So maybe she's combing it. I don't know. But I just thought this was clear. She's out on the balcony, just brushing her hair. Her husband's just watching her. Like, <laughs> and, and, you know, they're talking about like, hey, why don't we go to Naboo to have our baby? And he's just like, this is the dialogue. You're so beautiful. It's only because I'm so in love. No, it's because I'm so in love with you. It's like, wait, <laughs> Like, I feel like that's the equivalent of... Ah, uh, romance. I feel like it's the equivalent of friends. Like, like they don't know that we know we know. They know we know. Like, they're just like, wait, what? So let's break this down. He thinks she's so beautiful. She says she's so beautiful because she's so in love. And he says, no, you're so beautiful because I'm so in love with you. That's, that's the, <laughs> the dialogue. And I just think it's hilarious. And we then, uh, I mean, I guess, I guess it's better than, uh, I don't like sand. But I don't like sand. Like I said last time, it's stupid, but it could have led to a larger conversation or it could have been made 
more important. Whereas this was just awkward and and, and funny. Um, so Anakin then, uh, they're in bed, he's asleep, and he has his nightmare about Padme dying. And then the movie then turns into uh, the worst episode of That's So Raven ever, where he has a he has a vision, and his in his attempts of not oh making it true, God. it comes true. <laughs> I remember we were what when when oh Order sixty six was happening when we were watching it, and I'm like, you know, we get a lot of movies about men who are really worried about becoming a father. <laughs> And this is, like, the most extreme version I think I've ever seen. Um, but anyway. Um, so, he, of course, is panicking because of this is a similar situation of when his mother, he had similar visions of his mother and does not want to lose Padme. And when he says, like, when he tells her, she, of course, only cares about the baby. And he doesn't care at all about, he keeps saying, like, our baby is a blessing. And it's like, I know, obviously, let's say everything worked out and whatever. He, I'm sure he probably would have loved his kids, but like, he really only cares about how this is affecting Padme. He does not care about the babies or baby that they think like at all. And she obviously as a mother only cares about what's going to happen. Like, she doesn't think she's like that's ridiculous why would i die in childbirth but also she is the like says what about the baby she cares about that he doesn't and that is so evident right away and um then we get into anakin talking with yoda about like oh i'm having visions about someone close to me and uh the yeah the i've I've talked about him before on um youtube there's this great star wars theory guy it's just called star wars theory and he has a theory about if in this scene yoda realized he was talking about padme and they all figured out that he was married and then it was like what would happen and it's like a pretty it's pretty i don't want to get all into it but it's pretty interesting like um yeah there's there's a lot of like really cool like star wars like speculation and theory videos on youtube and i definitely like um star wars theory and um was it? It was like I think it was a uh, Smuggler's Cantina is another uh, another great one, and uh, as well as um, uh, Gately's is uh, probably my personal favorite. Um, but yeah, it it is kind of crazy because we do kind of find out in Clone Wars that like Obi Wan and to a sense several other members of the Jedi are like aware that he does have feelings for Padme they just had no idea that he has acted to this extreme of a degree to, you know, marry her and, you know, get her pregnant and all that. Um, So I guess they're just like, Hey, calm down. You gotta be willing to let go of any attachments because we don't want another incident of like you go and post all on some. Do they know about that? Okay. We don't, Probably. I mean, probably like he didn't tell them, but they figured like Yoda, like you, we said like last time, like he's feeling it, so we probably can infer what's going on. But yeah, I mean, I I think Qui Gon told him through, oh, through okay. the Force because when when that um uh, scene's happening in Attack of the Clones, and you hear like Yoda's like meditating, and you just hear like you know all the Tusken Raiders getting like killed, and like the lightsaber like zooshing noise, and you hear. Liam Neeson's like Anakin Anakin no I went and back just, and watched that and I'm like oh like I, that's who's saying that 
when you guys said that that was uh, Qui-Gon. Yeah. But this actually brings up, um, uh, there is a, a, a theory that I think is worth mentioning because I think it's very on point. Mm-hmm. Um, so Obi-Wan, obviously, yes, to a degree, the council knew he cares about, especially Obi-Wan knows that he cares or he's in love with Padme. And there is like an episode in Clone Wars where Obi-Wan, you know, goes to Anakin and is kind of saying like, you know, um, I've had some, you know, because he had his whole thing with Satine. He's like, I've been in a similar situation. It's totally normal, but you got to learn to let go. And he's trying to do this to the best that he can. But the whole thing is that if Qui-Gon had done it, he would have been direct and said, or what is going on with you and Padme? And the whole reason that Obi-Wan kind of danced around it was, was because he knew that whether he knew how deep they were in or not, um, if he had been direct, it would have come down to, you have to pick between Padme and the Jedi order. And obviously Anakin would have picked Padme without question. So he would have lost him. And it was the whole yeah. point of it was like, so Obi-Wan is just as attached as anyone as, as Anakin, as they tell, as they like, you know, sh- uh, shame him for. And I just found that really like, Oh my God. Like I didn't think about that. And I think that's a very on point, like analysis of, of what's going on because yeah, like it is, he's not subtle at all with his relationship with Padme. Like he doesn't tell people, but he's does a horrible job at covering it up. Yeah. And he even has like Rex lie for him on his behalf. It's <laughs> yeah. like, dude, really? You're going to pick a guy who's like sole purpose is to be loyal to the Jedi to lie to a Jedi is like, okay, good luck with that. You clearly want to get caught. Um, um so yeah, is but- this, so there's the next scene. What is the next scene? Is it him talking with Palpatine? I don't even remember. Yeah. It's, um, it's him so it's him talking with Yoda and then uh, him going to Obi-Wan saying like, Hey, you're late for, for the meeting. The outer room oh, right. are going great. And then Obi-Wan tells him like, Hey, the chancellor's like specifically requested you. It's like, well, that's kind of unusual. It's like this whole thing's unusual. I don't trust him. Like watch out. And then we, we get like one of the several scenes of Palpatine kind of sowing um, distrust between uh, uh, Anakin and the the various council by saying like, "Hey, I want you to be my personal representative on the Jedi Council." It's like, all right, that's kind of weird. Uh, I mean, I'll take it because you know I want to be a master and I want to be on the council. But the only thing is, the Jedi decide who goes on the council and who becomes a master. So when he goes back and tells them that, it's like, all right, we'll let you be a member on the council. You are a member of this council, but we do not grant you the rank of master. Have a seat, Skywalker. And he, he's like, "Oh, this is unfair. This is this is bullshit." And it's like, "I how can how can I be a master? Or how can I?" <laughs> it's like he just has like a uh, yeah that fam- that famous line in Revenge of the Sith where Anakin. <laughs> Why like, would they cool. even? I mean, it was it was PG thirteen. He could have said it. <laughs> Why would they even entertain? They're they're allowed one f bomb in a in a PG thirteen movie. <laughs> I think it's two. Where would it be? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it depends think, on the oh, usage. Why would they even bother? Okay, they won't grant him the rank of master. And I mean, we know obviously now that you can't become a master without training a Padawan, which forget that for a second. Like, other than yeah. that, why is it they do, because they just don't trust him? 
well, they, won't. they feel like he's still kind of immature and this tantrum is clearly yeah. a point in their favor. <laughs> but um, also, why the would reason they, why they okay. want him? You go. They want, they, yeah, they want him on the council is because they want him to spy on the the chancellor and like directly, like yeah, report back to us on like you know any of like the weird sketchy shit that Palpatine's doing. So like yeah, you can still be a member on this council because you are a very skilled member of the Jedi Order and are basically like the poster boy of the the Jedi at this point. Like everyone knows who you are. Um, because so it's, uh, it's specifically yeah. because they want him to spy on Palpatine because it just seems like if they they have so much distrust in Palpatine that even going along with putting him on the council just seems like playing into his hand and they have to probably recognize that to some degree maybe not obviously the whole reason for it but like I understand they want him to spy but why can't he spy on him without being on the council and not even bother you know, in a sense, trying to take back the control that Palpatine's trying really hard to take from them. Do you get what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of feel like I understand what you're saying. Um, but I, I feel like it had to be done in the way that it's shown in the movie, so that it made more sense for Anakin's turn to the dark side was more relevant yeah. by making it seem that like the council doesn't trust his judgment and they're like making him an errand boy, even though he has like this great honor, but they're kind of just doing it superficially just so that like Palpatine's like not, I guess, suspicious or something. It's like, yeah, you kind of have this on the technicality that you're doing this for us. Okay. Because like, does that make sense? Yeah. Because, I mean, Mace Windu from the beginning yeah. never wanted Anakin to be trained. And never, I mean, yeah. and obviously we know probably to a degree, yes, he trusts him. But at the same time, overall, no, he doesn't. Well, it's something that's never really explained in the movies is Mace Windu's, like, unique Jedi power is that he can see shatter points. So it's like he can see, like, points in time or certain events or and stuff where doing one thing can oh, drastically damn. change that's, the future. What? Why does not he ever? That doesn't even come up in like Clone so, Wars. The the yep. most specific one that I can remember is in Attack of the Clone. It, it was covered in the oh. expanded universe oh. book Shatterpoint. Okay, my favorite book. But so there is a um, uh, the best example is when he's standing next to Dooku in the Petronaki Arena in Attack of the Clones. He, he, he knows that if he kills Dooku right here, he can stop the war from ever Mace happening. Mace Windu? Oh my god. Yeah. So, oh that my is god. true. But he can all, yeah. Oh wow, okay. There's so many factors. Like, oh shit. And so that's probably, so whenever he sees Anakin, he knows it's like, there's, there's something going to go bad here if we do anything with this kid. But, it's like everyone's kind of on board here, so I guess we're going to train him much to my chagrin um but uh so so they make anakin a member of the council and then we get uh the classic line of what about the droid attack on the wookies and uh uh yoda goes and we get that that conversation of um obi-wan windu and yoda of like hey i don't trust him and like just kind of talking about like the prophecy of like is he not the one who's supposed to bring balance to the force? It's like, maybe we misread it. It's like, I don't trust him. This is, there's, 
there's a lot of dark side around him and it surrounds both him and the chancellor. So it's like, this seems really dangerous, which if they knew that, then why did they make Anakin the one to spy on the chancellor? Yeah. I understand that like they're like, I understand that they're close, but it's like, they're close enough to the point where it's like, that's like telling like me to like, or like, that's like telling someone to like spy on their significant other even though like there's no reason for them to suspect anything else. It's like, no, you're, I'm going to trust. It's like, like your best friend's telling you to like spy on like your own wife. It's like, I'm going to trust like this relationship stronger than this relationship. So it's like, I don't, I don't know who to trust now. I'm not trusting you friend. It, it, it's kind of like a weird kind of like, they, they shot themselves in the foot by asking. Yeah, him to do and Obi-Wan does not like having to tell him. And he, He's very much, like I said, he's changed so much since the last one. Like, he has so much trust and respect for Anakin by this point that he does not feel comfortable saying they want you to spy on Palpatine. And, well, Anakin in the last one was saying he thinks Palpatine's a good man and whatever. But it's, I felt like, was he doing that because he actually thinks that? Or he is is he just disagreeing with Obi-Wan because it's like teenage rebellion? No, I think he genuinely believes okay. that. Because on, on in um exactly clones he's saying like, like th- there's like that conversation between like Anakin and Padme is like you really don't like politicians do you it's like I like one or two of them it's like I'm still kind of on the fence about one of them and he's kind of like talking about her but like the one that he does like pretty much unanimously agree with is Palpatine like that's like the one well, politician Palpatine's willing to do whatever it takes to get the job yeah done. and that's one of the reasons why he likes him as well as Tarkin because like I'll do whatever it takes to yeah. win a war and a battle it's like that's why in the Clone Wars they have like that kind of like mutual like militaristic agreement on how how to govern a war because like yeah I'm willing to do whatever it takes are you Master Jedi it's like yeah I guess I am it's like I wish all I wish more Jedi were like you. It's like, mm, I hope not. <laughs> so, um, he ends up having like a conversation with Padme of like, I'm not the Jedi I should be. I want more. And obviously, there are there are so many factors that played into Anakin's turn to the dark side. Um, I think I, I was gonna I'm gonna hold back on my que- big question that I have later. But um, I think you know Qui Gon's death is not the only factor that is a factor but i don't think it's the only factor and um he obviously and that and i feel like the general consensus is a lot of people kind of they don't agree with what he did but they do agree that he was pushed to the dark side because and a lot of it was because of the council failing him and one of those reasons being also that you know he was being held back so I'm kind of curious, like, because I was thinking about this when, as the movie went on, like, you know, he, when he's, you know, with Palpatine, and he's just going and basically, yeah, like, killing everybody, a lot of them are, you know, bad people, but a lot of them are not, and, but they're in, you know, Palpatine's yeah. eyes, his eyes, causes of the war, whatever. <laughs> what is, what is him, I'm just so curious, like, what did, what does it look like if he was not held back because there had there's a there is it's not just him being held back because he's going to go to the dark side like he there's a fine line before before that like of what is anakin what does anakin look like without the jedi restraining him so much versus him being just like 
unleashed later. Uh, do, do, uh, do, you, you want oh, to take this one, Ben? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's kind of look at the way Anakin acts okay. toward the end of the Clone Wars when he starts to use more unconventional methods for winning battles and that type stuff. Yeah. Like, like war crimes like the, all the time. The bridge scene. <laughs> at the, yeah. Specifically the, the bridge scene at the, yeah. toward the end of Clone Wars, yeah. last season of Clone Wars, where he surrenders just to get close enough to attack them, which is I a massive that, I mean, war but it crime. works. And like, wasn't, was yes. everybody, anybody on board with it or did nobody know? I forget. Um, the like, all, all, yeah, his entire legion knew about that. They all had jetpacks from. They were sitting underneath ambush. the bridge waiting. They, yeah, they all had jetpacks. So they was like, "All right, we're waiting." Oh, or the timing where he uh, pretended to fake surrender uh, on uh, the blockade on Ryloth, and he just rammed his entire cruiser into the control ship. War crime. <laughs> okay, because yeah. I know he like we've talked about this obviously a lot. Like he's very comfortable with killing and. He does have a, he does have a moral compass enough that he understands like good versus bad, and then this gets blurred in this movie. But uh, yeah. yeah, although so, although sometimes he does do bad things for good intentions, like when he uh, uh, interrogates air quotes uh, Poggle the Lesser to to figure out how to stop the uh, the like the brain leeches, like whatever the hell they're called. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, I I don't, I don't think they were ever like actually given a name, but yeah, when he's interrogating him, he's just beating the crap out of him, and then he just force chokes him. him. Yeah, yeah. Well, at first he like punches him and knocks him on the ground, and then he chokes him, and then you hear the imperial the imperial theme is like, "Ooh, okay, kind of kind of pushing some barriers there, bud. Uh, why don't why don't we cool down a bit?" Then there's when he killed the senator or whatever it was that Obi-Wan and Satine. See, I didn't bring that up because oh, the yeah, last time like, we brought uh, it up, Ben, you said that yeah. we had the exact same conversation a year ago. <laughs> so I'm like specifically. Yes. That... <laughs> you guys had the exact same conversation. <laughs> Which twice. is why I didn't like, bring it up. Let's, all right, <laughs> let's, go <laughs> let's go for but, three. Let's go for three. Seriously, like that is an example. And that's why I bring it up all the time. Because, yeah, like, I mean, obviously. He says he wants more, but there's, there is, there is a more that's not the dark side. So, right? Uh, really? Not really. I mean, there's, like, I mean, there's like a few like force abilities from like the white side that he could learn, but there's not a whole lot that he hasn't already either shown mastery or like at least some kind of basic understanding of like how and why it works. For the most part, the only other force abilities that he hasn't used are pretty much just exclusively dark side because abilities. I think... Well, there's... and even and even then, he doesn't even use a lot of them. Like he like he never force lightnings like ever. Like that's well, just not a thing that he does. I, I think that's the... that's explained because he doesn't have actual Ow. hands. Yeah, he he physically cannot. So he do would that. literally kill himself if he tried to do it. <laughs> yeah, or, just, or his arm. I did it yeah. again. His arms are just like yeah. Um, yeah, because we see like in uh, like Mandalorian, like Ahsoka, and as well as uh, Kanan and Rebels, of uh, there is being a Jedi, following the path of the Jedi, but obviously doing it in your own way, um, and being successful at it, and 
Well, it's being a great. I mean, okay, but it's still side. like that's that's still a but, yeah. version of the Jedi that's not dark or a Sith, and and it works. So I think that's kind of to a yes to to a degree. Yes, they're kind of they're 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 kind of just yeah, but that seems to parties. for the most part work for them at least. Um, um, Anakin, I yeah, um, would that work for Anakin? I don't think so because he teeters like yeah. way too much to do one thing for one side and then kind of pushes the boundaries in a negative way for the one side. So I don't think it works because he is way too emotional for, for any kind of non-biased yeah. way of thinking because he is, he is a very yeah. opinionated character. Um, uh, so, so Yeah. Uh, keeping that in mind, uh, jumping back into the movie, um, the various uh, generals and Jedi are like uh, Yoda goes to Kashyyyk, and uh, which I feel like what was about such... the droid attack on the Wookiees? Yeah, the droid attack on the Wookiees. He he goes there, and um, which I feel like was kind of a waste. Good because... relations with the Wookiees. I love it though. Yes, because... <laughs> I felt like it was such a waste of potential because we only see the Wookiees for like. But it's not like the the, like Gun- uh, the Gungans. They all look and... different. Right? They yeah. Yeah, they all yeah well, yeah, they're all was, actual suits. There was ten suits. Yeah. They were, just digitally po they just took it's there was only ten suits and then they would just pose and just digitally insert different poses all over the place. Yeah. I, I although I I felt like it would have been awesome if we had like a like a droid versus Gungan type scene with the Wookiees. Because the Wookiees are so badass. And like the few scenes that we get with Wookiees them, just tearing droids apart yeah, by hand. Yeah, that would have been amazing. I would have paid just to see that scene, but I, uh, <laughs> full I, price. Yeah. But um, yeah, so so they do that, and then um, uh, prior to that, Palpatine's like, "Hey, I have some news for you. Uh, Anakin, join me at this opera. Uh, Grievous is on Uptipa, and I think you should lead this campaign. I'd be surprised if the council doesn't take you." Kind of shut up. See through that. <laughs> and then we get the infamous. And then we get the infamous. Have you ever heard the tragedy of Darth Oh, Plagueis, they're at. The but, but actually, they're at a, he's at like a show, and it's just like, it's like a bubble. Yeah, he's at like an opera, an opera. And I'm like, what are they watching? It's a um. <laughs> yeah, Ben, take it away. It's a Mon Calamari opera. Like the Mozart so it's of like uh, floating galaxy. in bubbles of water and. <laughs> sure. Sure. Sort of. Yeah, sure. Something well, like that. Mon Calamari, like um. The, yes. Okay. Uh, I'm like I know. Uh, Akbar. Akbar. <laughs> A- Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. Admiral the opera. Tra- <laughs> yes. I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> I'd watch that too. Nick- During production, the opera was nicknamed Squid Lake. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but at oh this God. point, I think I think this is when it's like, so, so yeah. like we kind of said last time. I don't think I had. There was no moment of what no way palpatine's the emperor i think as the movie it is becoming so obvious that when it happens i'm like okay yeah and this is when it's like why yeah <laughs> like <laughs> it, it's pretty much in your face without exclusively telling you because he's telling this story of like a very powerful sith lords like how would you know about this this is seems very intimate first-hand knowledge for a old sith legend which apparently is only like so like was palpatine years old or I'm something like that palpatine was <laughs> never a jedi and he was some only trained as like a sith oh 
Palpatine was exclusively a Sith and the requirements for that Sith, which is explained in the book, like just Plagueis or Darth Plagueis. He was just just Plagueis. Yeah, he he was Plagueis's apprentice who killed Plagueis. And uh, one of the tasks that Plagueis gave Palpatine, uh, I don't know if this is canon or not, was I need you to kill a member of your family. So while they were on vacation on their cruiser, he killed every single member of his family with his bare hands, as well as every single living person on that ship, which I think was like the apprentice. What? No, I know, but Plagueis was his master. I guess I know it's Palpatine, but like who in the story is the one that's killing the entire family? Oh, she Palpatine okay. is killing okay, his that's, entire family. She, I, I know that's his name, but that's that's never how we've ever referred to him. Okay, that's who I thought. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, Palpatine kills. He was only asked to kill one. He kills his entire family as well as like all the servants and crew members on on like their luxury cruise liner. They're basically like their space yacht while they're on vacation. <laughs> yeah. He kill he kills every single one of them with his bare hands. Like holy shit, this guy is insane. His bare and hands. That's the kind of level. Damn. His bare hands. Yeah. Yeah. It is. The man is brutal. Um. It. And we, we kind of get like a little bit more of an insight on him when he's like saying like, oh, yeah, like Plagueis was like so powerful. He could like prevent people from dying. Kind of like, hey, I know you've been having bad dreams about pa- uh, Padme and kind of further like trying to seduce Anakin to the dark side. It's like it's like, is it possible to learn this power? It's like not from a Jedi. It's, Wink. it's so weird because um, this is a, a movie that I feel like I remember uh, my. uh drama teacher in college saying that every time he reads death of a salesman he learns something new and i feel like that's kind of almost almost how i would say watching the prequels i feel like i notice or pick up on something new and i remember like i think it was the second time i saw this i was very like he is really seducing him to the dark side it's not just like it's 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 almost weird it's very like creepy like he is truly like slowly investing him and getting him intrigued by the dark side to the point where i mean he's been working on this he's been working on this sales pitch since at what point did he know pretty much got it by phantom menace i mean he pretty much knew what the jedi knew at that point i i feel like because you know he has eyes and ears he has spies everywhere and like if the jedi are taking like such interest in like this kind of like unusually like old uh, older kid to be uh, a padawan learner it's like i'm gonna i'm gonna keep my eye on you and then through like the events of like attack of the clones and all that it's like oh yeah this kid's gonna this kid's going to be something i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna keep my eye on him okay because i was always wondering if it was attack of the clones or if it was um phantom menace that he well i mean together. well even well even in like even in phantom menace like all the jedi saying like hey we sense like much fear in you and then they do like the fear leads to hate hate leads to anger anger leads to the suffering and like that yeah. whole like progression to like the dark side and it's like we can sense like a lot of fear in you and they can sense like how strong the force is around him so it's like palpatine like at the end of the movie is like we will watch your career with great interest and of course now watching it as like yeah we know you will. yeah yeah but it's just so like i think i at the first time the first time i watched it i didn't think much of it and the second time i was very aware of 
it is in a sense a seduction and the manipulation is just so intense of and he's so good at intriguing Anakin with that he can do so much more with the dark side than the light and it's just kind of fascinating to me um but is it no it's like it's what what happens between oh so obi-wan goes off to um what planet uh yeah and they they're anakin's like you know i'm sorry master i haven't been grateful and this is when uh obi-wan obi-wan's like yeah i wish you could come with me like he his his issue is not with obi-wan it's with the council and i feel like the fight and all of the his hatred he takes it out on obi-wan later but really it's on because of the council way it's not as much on obi-wan and in this moment i realized when he's like okay bye obi-wan he's like bye anakin and i was like oh right this is the last time they will not see each other until mustafar like it was oh god and pretty much holy crap and um i think is it after this does he go back to palpatine one more time yeah yeah after this scene we get we get um well like um obi we get the scene of like obi-wan like like you know hello there and like confronting (laughs) grievous and then like um that that whole like battle engages (laughs) you are a bull do you think that was part of his like when he's like set when as a kid when they're like hey uh we want to train you to be a jedi it's like can i crack jokes when i um am about to fight my enemy it's like yeah sure all right i am in i mean we don't we 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 don't encourage that, but I mean, it's not exactly it's not against, the code. against the rules. So, it's yeah. I mean, I mean, do what you're comfortable with, I guess. Um, but yeah, we, we get the whole hello there and like uh, that that whole um, first contact scene on on Otapa, uh, with the the battle uh, like finally starting, um, and then we g- jump back to the Jedi Temple and like the various uh, the council meeting with like you know. Uh, Mace Windu and and Yoda because Yoda is in the middle of a battle on Kashyyyk with all the Wookiees and droids and uh, various clones, um, and Mace Windu tells Anakin's like, "Hey, tell tell Chancellor Palpatine that um, Obi Wan has made contact with Grievous on Uptapah and it kind of gauges reaction so he can figure out what his intentions are." So he goes over there, tells him that, and then that's when palpatine's like all right screw this he's not getting uh, it by the way i'm a sith lord. yeah yeah it's like i'm a sith lord you <laughs> idiot <laughs> wait you are <laughs> uh i basically spelled it i've spelled it out last night during that, that opera how have you not noticed Where he it says, until like, now um, it, it, it's um they're like kind of starting i kind of i do love this scene because they're kind of circling each other and anakin's really starting to be like something he he kind of has obviously has been picking up has to have been picking up on something but it's at this moment where they're kind of circling each other and he says like you know if if you You're can the Sith Lord. <laughs> you can even learn how to save your wife and he's just like what and then that's kind of when it all yeah and then he whips out his lightsaber and it's like you're the Sith and, Lord <laughs> I mean obviously I'm assuming it's the same as with the Jedi like it's not subtle between the two of them yeah. <laughs> so of course of course oh no not at all so yeah so yeah he's like they, they do all that and it's like because of like it's like okay i i need to do this right and it's like 
is like, uh, I, I'm going to go to the Jedi temple and we're going to arrest you. It's like, you, you should do that. You should do that. And like Palpatine's all like, no, See, that's what him. pissed me like, off. But like, do you really it just, think... again, it, it's, it's very clear that yes, this is all part of his plan. Anakin is just literally falling right into his trap. And, but yeah, it's like, you know, tell, tell them they, they should, they should come just... and arrest me. But do you, are you really think that of what their intentions are with the Senate? after i'm gone do you do you really like he makes it seem like the jedi are gonna take over yeah and like he he is a very compelling argument and i think it was like it it only gets like more it only gets like more and more like compelling yes exactly it's like i i hate it when the bad guy makes a like valid points like damn it i hate you but i i kind of i kind of agree with you that does make sense what i was just like thinking i'm like I okay he he knows Anakin is not gonna just right away be like okay sure I'll join you he's still going to do what Anakin is fundamentally a good person and this is Anakin and and Palpatine's bad he is going to report him to the Jedi I just thought like Anakin why would you have said that you're gonna go report him of course he's going to assume that but then Palpatine why are you just like okay like I kind of thought this would have been an I know it wouldn't have made a ton of sense because obviously this is exactly what Palpatine wants, but for the sake of not giving away his entire plan, I thought this would have been really interesting of like, if there was a fight scene between the two of them, like a short one, but I understand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand why like Anakin did just like pull out like his like communicator that he had on him and just called the temples. Like there's a Sith here. There's a Sith here. I need backup. And just like brought in like a bunch of Jedi or like clones or something. It's like, arrest this guy he is a sif and then like palpatine kind of like backed in the corner it's like oh, that would have been interesting if they if yeah if he yeah well i can't i can't i can't pull order 66 that would have been yet. interesting if they did it that way of anakin Ooh. basically there is some kind of fight scene and maybe palpatine escapes you still could have had the jedi file arrive and you still could have had that same outcome that's going to happen in a like a couple of scenes but it would have it would have made yeah, like more two seconds. sense for Palpatine to fight back a little bit because he, I think it's just, he is just so manipulative and at this point, so powerful. He knows exactly how it's going to play out. And I think it just seemed a little unrealistic that he would just sit back. And of course he's going to expect Anakin to arrest him, but like to not put up any sort of fight just seemed really weird. Um, yeah. 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 And I, I also think it, they also kind of leave like a subtle clue that like Palpatine is a Sith Lord, even though the hints that he was dropping should have been obvious enough that there's some artwork on the wall behind him during that scene that it's like depicting a battle between the Jedi and ancient Sith from like the like like day back to like the old Republic. And it's such like a subtle thing that like most people don't even notice it. Did, did, did you ever pick up on that, Ben? The 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 like the the kind of like the bronze no, kind of mural kind of like on the in the background in the hallway connecting like his office to like the the his like like o- his separate office he's got like two offices in this room um yeah. where, where... well i do know the like big vase urn things that are outside of yes palpatine's office those are rumored. One of them's rumored to hold oh. the remains of Plagueis. I do remember hearing about that. Yeah, he's got like some like ancient Sith like urns in his office as well. I I also heard a rumor that like it's like instead of instead of um 
uh darth uh plagueis it was um he had like the remains of a not Darth Bane, but he had like some like ancient Sith Lord remains or like like an artifact from them. I want to say like Darth like yeah. like Malgus or something. So um, yeah. anyway, yeah. Anakin so, uh, goes yeah. to the council. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he report yeah he reports his yeah he reports his finding to like Mace Windu is like it's like a Sith and, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, yeah, they they go to attempt to arrest him it's like four jedi masters like something like the best of the best immediately three of them, know, it's like, like within dumb. like two seconds of the fight starting it so it's just mace windu and palpatine's yeah and we're the line of the you'll and be tried in the senate he's like i am the senate and and then we get our <laughs> fight scene I and am the set. <laughs> um this okay so this next scene so a base windu tells anakin to go wait in the uh council room for him and he's just sitting sitting there and looking out the yes. window and padme i guess is also looking out the window are we supposed to is she just looking because she knows he's probably over there or are we supposed to infer that like because she is carrying probably assumingly carrying for i mean she is but assumingly carrying force sensitive kids that maybe she's a little or sensitive right now or something and that she's well i don't know how fair okay, i don't know fair how enough. forced pregnancies work so i don't i don't i don't know if like just inherent like force abilities show up to the mother when they're she's pregnant with like a force sensitive child i don't know if that's how that works um that's a, that I, that's I don't know it's I a should theory look into. i don't know um <laughs> but i, I yeah, no, that is a, that is a very interesting theory. I've just I've never really uh, thought of or considered that. There's some sort of a connection. Yeah, I yeah I never made the connection. Is that a thing in in any form of like legends? Then I think it's something that's only okay. Ever yeah, I yeah. I don't think it's ever. I'm sure there's some book somewhere that no one's ever heard. But of um, that anyway, Anakin. Yeah, probably. Like he starts he has like a tear fall from his eye kind of i feel like it's kind of supposed to be like he knows that like he's going to do everything to protect padme or whatever but i think what i found weird was like he doesn't know exactly what he's going to do yet he i mean he knows okay he knows he's going to go and help arrest palpatine but he still doesn't know exactly what's going to happen and then when he arrives mace windu is about to hold on it's also extremely tragic because prior to like uh, Mace Windu leaving is like if you what you told me is true, then you will gain my trust. Wait in the council chambers for our return, and um, the theory is is that Mace Windu told him to wait in the council chamber was because he was going to make him a master when he came back. Oh, oh. the one thing that Anakin wanted, he was going to make him a master because, like, well, I trust you. You helped us bring down like our like our mortal enemy of the Sith and you helped us bring an end to this war that has gone on for way too long. You yeah, you're a master now. And that, oh that's like the main god. theory that it's like, oh my god, just a knife in the heart right there. Um well that also would have been at least proven to the Jedi that Anakin could finally yeah. trust the Jedi and over this his is when, so, so, yeah. outside of the Jedi. You know, may it does Palpatine is making a very convincing argument that the Jedi are gonna take over and it does really look as bad as it looks because Anakin walks in Mace Windu is about to kill Palpatine he's too dangerous to be alive even though that's not the Jedi way and no he needs to have a trial and then 
of course, Palpatine's like, I can help save the one you love. And uh, really quick, I there was a podcast I was listening to where they were talking about this scene and how one of them didn't think we needed a reason to see why the Emperor looks all old and gross. Which is like, you know, because he's using his powers and uh, Mace Windu's like reflecting it or bouncing it back off of his lightsaber. And that it's like, so yeah. his powers. Are, and it's like, I don't know. I kind of didn't think much of it. But what do you guys think? Well, I think it was just like, I, I guess Palpatine was just really kind of like hoping this is like the final thing that would try to convince him. It was like, no, like I have no way to actually defend myself. They're they're using my own powers against me. Yeah. It's like, I have the powers to save the one you love. It's just like showing that like there's nothing that he can do to save himself, even though he can definitely save himself. And, Pal- you know, Anakin cuts off uh, Mace Windu's uh, hand and then our arm. arm and then uh yeah you know palpatine just does the rest and gets him thrown out the yeah, window he just ye- yeah he just yeets him out the window and yells unlimited power and just you know and i think it was uh yeah. it was a whole thing and um <laughs> after after palpatine yeets him out the window we we kind of get the um a very dark turn for the rest of the movie yes yeah. All right. I think I think that's a good stopping point all right. now. Um. All right. Yeah. I, I just I just kind of want. Okay. Yeah. So um. Okay. Wait, right. wait. Wait. So tune in okay. for tune in for part two, folks. So yeah, let's 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 kind of stop right here because obviously, I mean, there's so much to talk about. Um. So yeah, like if you've been listening, we've been doing two parts for these episodes just because there's so much to discuss. Um. So yeah, please listen to our next yeah. one, and we're gonna keep on going because yeah things are things aren't looking good for anybody right now things are heating things are gonna heat up real fast oh yeah all right bye folks